Shalom Aleichem. Bezat Hashem, we start Torah Dalet, the fourth Torah in Likute Moran. Anochi Adonai Elohecha, Asher Otsetiha, Meeretz Mitzrayim, Mibet Abadim. I am Hashem, your God, that I took you out of the land of Egypt from the house of slaves, from being a slave. Rabbi Nachman is saying, when a person knows that all of his actions, all of the things that happens to him in his life are for his own good, that aspect of looking at things in that uh, mindset, with that understanding, is as if he lives in the world to come. It's like to live in heaven. Like that it's written, Bashem Ahalel Davar, Belohim Ahalel Davar. I will praise Hashem when I am being supervised by the name Yudki Vavke, the name that reflects kindness and grace. Belohim Ahalel Davar. I will praise Hashem as well when I and my life are being um, supervised under the supervision of the name Elohim that represents judgments, strictness. And that aspect is like to live in the world to come. Like that our holy sages said, In that day, the name of Hashem will be one. Um, Hashem will be one and His name will be one. And they asked the question, how can it be? Do you want to say that now He is not one? God forbid, do you say that in any way Hashem is not one, God forbid. And they found an answer, our holy sages, and they said, Haidna, what does it mean that in that day Hashem will be one and His name will be one? That today in our days we're blessing on the good things, Hatov Vehametiv. Thank you Hashem for good things that you gave to me. And thank you for the good things that I received from you. And thank you. And I'm praising you for your goodness. And also that you're helping other people. That you are good and you influence goodness. But on bad things that happens, God forbid, we're saying, Baruch Dayana Emet. Thank you, the one that is the judge of truth. That you're judging your trials with truth. So we're justifying the trials. So we see that there is a difference between good days and bad days. But in the future to come, Kulo Hatov Vehametiv. We will always say Hatov Vehametiv. Thank you for your goodness that you give us. So there will be no difference between difficulties and challenges, challenging hours to better hours. Shem Hashem Veshem Elohim Achdutechad that the name of Hashem that is Yudki Vavke and the name Elohim that is another name to the same one will be completely united with no differences, with no dividings. And that aspect cannot be achieved unless the person is uplifting the aspect of holy kingship from the exile from among the idols worshippers to not fall into the foreign faiths of the false believers 
to understand and to remind ourselves that the holy kingship of the Almighty is one, even though that around us there will be ones to claim that there are two entities, that there are three entities, that there are imaginations, that there is a devil, that there whatever. All those imaginations should not fall into our lap and we should not follow them just to uplift the aspect of holy kingship from the exile from among the nations who claims for um, false faiths. Because now the kingship and the authority is to the idols worshippers. They have a lot of power and therefore they name one of the names of the idols worshippers and their idols are being called Elohim as well. The same name, Elohim, that is a holy name, Aleph, Lamed, Hey, Yud, Mem, is a holy name, can be used in the Torah for Hashem and as well for those idols. And how can it be? Because they are foreign idols. They are Elohim, Acherim, different gods, that the word different means that they are outside, that they are foreign. But still, you see that they have a certain possession. They have a certain grab and hold onto that holy name of Elohim. Ki, because, yonkim mibchinat malchut. They have certain connection to the aspect of kingship that is called Elohim. Like that it's written, Elohim malki mikedem. The kingship of um, Elohim is an ancient kingship and even though that the outsiders were able to grab and hold to that aspect and pull energy towards them, the ancient aspect of it is its source is from a holy source, from divine source. And when we are uplifting the aspect of kingship from among the idols worshippers, so then something beautiful happens. The king of the whole land is Elohim. Praise him, the wise ones. So when we are able to believe in Hashem and not to give up to the foreign influence of idols worshippers, then we are crowning Hashem on the whole land and the ones that are wiser are praising him with honor. And we cannot bring back the kingship to HaKadosh Baruch Hu by nothing else but simple confessions in front of the righteous men. And when Rabbi Nachman is talking about the righteous man, a scholar, he's not talking about going and confessing to a person. He's talking about a person that will confess in front of his spiritual guide. For an example, if you are a Chabadnik or a Breslover Hasid, or you believe in the Babasali, or even Avraham Avinu or Moshe Rabbeinu, you need to believe that their goodness is shining as a role model for you and they're standing as pillars of light and being good influence for you reflects for you as a mirror to show you where you are holding in your avodat hashem trying to serve hashem properly learn from them where to correct yourself how to fix yourself what you should do to better and, and, and correct yourself and in front of their role model you should confess and do 
tshuva, atonement, to learn how to confess and how to regret for your mistakes and to basically, and in general, to correct yourself and to confess and to take responsibility for your lackings. And by that, you are correcting and uplifting the aspect of holy kingship to its root. You're crowning Hashem on your life situations instead for giving power and authority to powers um, of nature. You don't say, oh, that man did this thing to me, or like the bank, or the bankers, or the government, or the doctors. You don't put power onto people or to elements of the creation. You just give all the power and all the strength and all the authority to Hashem. In your mind, you believe in the holy kingship of heaven. And that's the explanation for the verse in Hoshea. You should take words with you, you should take things with you and come back to Hashem. That is that confession. Devarim, those are words, not only things that we should take with us, those are words that we should take with us. The words Devarim, the word Devarim means things and also words, Diburim, words. A person should take words with him and to confess and to talk. Please Hashem, I made that mistake. I did that thing and it was wrong and I'm sorry for that. And I regret and I apologize and I didn't want to do that. And you know what? The real truth is that I had that negative will, bad will inside of me. My evil inclination was overpowering me and I lost it and I failed and I messed up. And please Hashem, that I will never do it again. Simple confessions, talking, simple words, towards Hashem, in front of Hashem, like we talk to our best friend, being honest, simple, and pure in front of Him, totally open, honest, and truthful, and by that being answered, because prayers that are being said in truth are close to be answered more than others. So that is the aspect of kingship, like that it's written, Dabar echad ledor, one leader to every generation. So you see that the word leader is also in Hebrew can be said with the word dabar, a leader, like manhig, like a leader in, in another way, word in Hebrew. So, But the word dabar that now here is being used as a leader is as well same root of word from the word devarim. So it means words like the confession. So to crown the leader on our generation, for that we need to bring words. Veshuvu el Hashem and come back to Hashem. She taknu ve'aluet advarim that people will be able to correct and elevate things. The aspect of kingship, the aspect of Elohim towards Hashem, that the word Elohim will be included in the name of Hashem. Yadonai echad u'shmo echad haynu kanal bechinat in the aspect of what it is written. Ba'Hashem alel davar be'Elohim alel davar. I'll praise Hashem in the time of judgments and I'll praise Hashem in the times of kindness of mercy means that the person will have that power of understanding to know that all things he go through in his life are all for his own good and he will bless Hashem thank you Hashem for all the good things that you're doing to me and that they're all coming for a good reason they have a good cause and when a person will know all that it's called complete knowledge complete knowing because the main knowledge is to know that kindness and judgments are one. 
It's to get to a place of unity between chesed and gvura, chasadim gvurot, kindness, mercy, and judgments and trials. And that is called da'at, knowledge, deep understanding. Means that the person will not have dividing separation between kindness and judgments. And he will have the ability to bless on all those occasions, on all those life situations. Hatov thank you, the good one that is benefit to others. Shem Hashem Echad, that the name of Hashem is one, Ushmo Echad, and His name is one, that Hashem Himself is one, and His name is one. Like that our holy sages said, that in the future to come, there's going to be complete unity, that He will all be completely good and known to all in His goodness. And on that it said, Hashem Echad Ushmo, that Hashem is one and His name. That is the aspect of Elohim, Malchud, the name Elohim, that is kingship, like that it's written, Vayas David Shem Echad, that David made one name, and the numeral of the word Echad, one, is equal to the numeral value of the word Ahava, love. Unity brings love. The word Echad, that is one, equal in its numeral value to the word Ahava, that is love. So, the letter Hey, that is mercy, is His name, the name of Hashem, that is in the aspect of the name Elohim. Those are already Kabbalistic secrets that I find it hard now to explain. But that's what it is written, that it's the aspect of the letter Hey. Letter Hey is the letter that is representing mercy, that, the, that is His name. Like we know that the name of Hashem is written with the letter Hey. That is the aspect of Elohim in the aspect of judgments of Din. And all of that, Kulo letovatcha, it's all for your own good. Mechamat Ahava, because of the love that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that the Creator, loves you. Like that it's written at, uh, written at Asher Yohav Hashem Yochiach. The Hashem rebukes the one He loves. So we see that the trials and judgments are coming towards those ones that Hashem believes in them and loves them. Therefore, He's educating them. And on that it's written, You're the only family that I know closely from all families walks on earth. Therefore, I'll make you pay for your crimes. A lazy person who does not want to correct and fix himself, when he goes through difficulties and challenges, immediately he complains and he hates his life and he wants to blame everyone for his suffering. But a person who desires the truth, even when he goes through difficulties and challenges, he realizes that, that he's realizing that Hashem, the creator of the universe, is rebuking him and bringing those trials for him to correct himself and to fix and benefit himself and become better. And therefore, the people of Israel are going through tremendous pain and not like that other people from different religions are claiming that God left us, God forbid. Total nonsense with no root in the verses. The real truth is that we are the nation that is being rebuked by Hashem and being taught and educated to know exactly in which path to walk and what is the right thing to do. And when you have a child that you care for and you love him, you keep on explaining him and you never let him go. But if you gave up, God forbid, on a child, you tell him, you know what? Be well. 
succeed, do whatever you want, and you forget about him, God forbid, as well. But if you care about your child, you're teaching him, and you're guiding him, and you're following him, and you're checking on him, and you keep everything very close to your eyes and to mind for you not uh, to make any mistake in your supervision on him, for him, God forbid, not to go in a wrong way. Fifth section. And the sins of a person are imprinted on his bones, like that it's written in Yechezkel. Their sins will be imprinted on their bones. It's a verse. And any sin has a certain combination of letters. Let's say when a person is violating Shabbat. So the letters of Shabbat violation are written. And let's say that he lit fire. So the word fire is part of that combination. And of course, we're talking about the Hebrew letters of the true description of the sin. Those are the letters. Those are the letters that builds that combination. And if a person sins some sin, then that bad combination is being imprinted onto his bones. And by that, he brings the aspect of that prohibition, of that prohibition that is written in the Torah, that he committed inside the Tum'ah, inside the impure places, means that he brings the aspect of kingship, that is the aspect of Dabar Echad Ledor, the righteous man that is the speaker, that is the teacher, the one who guides the generation what to do and what not to do. He takes his speeches, the prohibitions that he said that we should not violate, takes those words and bringing them into the aspect of idols worshippers. And by that, he gives them the authority. He gives them the power. For an example, if the person violated the commandment of Lo Elohim achirim, you shall not follow other gods, then he is breaking the good combination of that word, of that verse, of that commandment, and he builds a bad combination. Some words that are describing the sin itself of that person will be created and they will have a certain similarity in letters to the prohibition. When you're not allowed to break Shabbat and then you break Shabbat, so the words break Shabbat that are in the commandment of not breaking it are also being used in the negative combination of he did break Shabbat. So, and that bad combination is imprinted onto his bones and revenging him, damaging him, breaking his stability and brings pain to his bones. Like that it's written in Yirmiyah, your sins tilt those things to happen, brought those things upon you, God forbid. And it's written in Tehillim that the evil things that a person is doing is breaking him temotet rasha ra. His bad things are breaking him down. And by the confessions that he's confessing and admitting that he failed in those things, words that are coming out of his mouth will contain the same combinations because he will also confess on 
Shabbat breaking. So it's the same combination, just same letters, just in different combination. And those letters that are coming out of those words are coming out from being imprinted on his bones and they become the speeches, the words of the confessions because the words coming out of his bones, like that it's written, Kol atzmotai tomarna, all my bones are saying, and he breaks the building of the bad combination and builds out of that the holy kingship. And on that, our holy sages said that in the time that the people of Israel were walking in the desert, the bones of Yehuda were rolling, were still suffering. They did not have rest until Moshe said, listen Hashem to the voice of Yehuda. That Moshe was asking from Hashem, from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to remember for Yehuda the confession that he confessed. And it happened so that Hashem heard his confession and accepted it. And then the combination came out of his bones. And that's why it's written, that the bones of Yehuda were rolling, were still surrounded with sorrow and pain, based on the fact that in the verse it's written that the sins are imprinted on their bones, and by the confession they were fixed, and all the combinations and the words came back to its floor, to its place. And Yehuda is in the aspect of kingship, because we know that Yehuda is the head of the tribes, hint that the aspect of kingship is being fixed by the confessions and that is taking place by Moshe is the one that remembered the confession of Yehuda because it was his job like we said that the one who speaks the one that is teaching he is the one to uplift the confessions and therefore we need that the confession will be in front of that righteous person like we explained in the first in the beginning of this Torah number four, Torah Dalet. And every Talmid Chacham scholar is in the aspect of Moshe. We're talking about real scholars, not fake rabbis. We're talking only about real, true, righteous scholars. Like our holy sages said, Moshe Shapir Kamar, that the sages were called Moshe, even though their names were different because they were in the aspect of Moshe. And by that, that Moshe remembered and mentioned the confession of Yehuda, it was as if Yehuda was confessing right now in front of Moshe. And by that, the aspect of kingship was corrected and fixed, and the bad combination was destroyed from being imprinted on his bones and went out in the confession and came back to its source. And Ba Letzion Goel and Zion the Redeemer. Section 6. And that's the aspect of returning, bringing back the kingship to its root. Because the root of kingship is fire. Like that our holy sages said in the Gemara, Masechet Sanhedrin, page 101. Why Nevat made a mistake when he saw in a vision that fire came out of him. So we can see that the mistake that he made by seeing that fire came out of him was that he assumed that he was the coming up king, that the kingship will stay by him. So the kingship represents by fire. And like that it's written by Yirmiyahu the prophet, 
My words, the words of Hashem, are as words of fire. And it's written as well in Mishlei. In me, kings will rule. Means in me, in Hashem. That Hashem is eating fire. Fire that nothing can stop it from burning. And the main Torah is the holy sages, the righteous scholars. And like that our sages said, how stupid are those ones who are standing up to respect the Sefer Torah when people walking with it in the Beit Midrash or in Beit HaKnesset, but they're not standing to respect the holy righteous scholars. And on that it says, Everything that will come in fire, you should bring through the fire. Means that if something was impurified, been contaminated while cooking in fire, so its purification will be to go again into fire for its purification. And it's written in that verse, and everything that will come in the fire. So on the word thing, on the word davar, they're asking, what is that davar? What is that thing? It's the aspect of kingship that has been pulled into tum'ah, impurity, inside the warmth of the evil inclination to the fire of contamination, like that it's written, Nura be Amram, fire attacked Amram, that there was a righteous man named Amram that said that when the evil inclination attacked him, he expressed it by saying, fire attacked me. Fire in the house of Amram. Ta'aviru ba'esh, purify it in fire. That is his correction by fire. Means the confession, expressing your heart, by simple words, in front of a scholar, a righteous man. And that is what that the word avera, sin, means. That the combination of the sin is passing through into the bones of the person from one side to the other. One side to the other in Hebrew we say me'ever el ever, from one side to the other. So avera, a sin, and ever, avera, and ever are very similar. Three letters are equal in those two words. And the word mitzvah means hitchabut, connection. When a person makes piles on piles of mitzvot, so he's connecting himself to Hashem. And by keeping mitzvot, then the broken bones that were broken by the negative combinations that been created by his sins, like we explained before, now being healed by him keeping mitzvot. Like that it's written, Shomer kol atzmotav, that Hashem is protecting and building his bones, rebuilding his body and spiritual body by keeping mitzvot and confessing in front of a true righteous man. Section 8. And that is what that our holy sages said in the Gemara, Masechet Sota, page 21. Explaining on a person that was walking on his road in the darkness of the night and he was afraid from the thorns, from the obstacles and from a bad animal like predators 
and villains and he does not know in which way he is walking means that he does not know if he's walking in a safe way or god forbid in a road of danger and it's a known thing that all the bad attributes and their outcomes are being pulled from the four elements from four kinds of bitterness like that it's written in Mishnat Hasidim, in the wisdom of the Hasidim, sadness and their outcomes are being pulled into the person from earthen uh, creations, from, from, from solid um, materials. It's called Domim, bad desires and lusts and their outcomes are being pulled from growing things, from plants. Empty things and their outcomes are being pulled from animal, from lives that are um, in that aspect of animals. Arrogant and its outcomes are coming out from the human beings that are a different level of creation that has the power to speak and the person who wants to walk in the path of holiness in the holy way needs to break all the bad attributes and he should tell in front of a holy righteous scholar his heart means to confess and that righteous scholar will explain and clarify for him a road, a path, according to the root of his soul. Even though that it is written in that way in Likute Moran, we must understand that not any scholar is a righteous scholar, and not every rabbi is worthy for you to go and confess to him. So we're not confessing in front of people, unless you hurt someone and you want to confess, that's another story. But to have that kind of avodah, to confess, to explain your heart, that is not something that we are doing in front of people. So the person should set his mind in the time of that confession, that is actually a time of hitbodedut, of an individual prayer, to talk in front of a true righteous one. Let's say that you have a complete faith in the Baba Sali's holiness, or in Avraham Avinu's holiness, or in Rabbi Nachman, or the Lubavitcher Rabbi. You need to imagine, to put in your mind, that that righteous man is standing by your side, when you are now confessing in front of Hashem. That is the true and stable and right understanding of that article of Rabbeinu, of Rabbi Nachman. The confession is in front of Hashem, while the true righteous scholar that you believe in him and you feel supported and loved by him is standing by your side to help you elevate your confession. And there are three aspects in coming closer and closer to the righteous ones. That by those three aspects, Everything can be corrected. And those are the three aspects. The first aspect is when he sees the righteous one. Like that it's written in the book of Ishaya. 
your eyes should see your teachers, your tutors. And that aspect is canceling the bad midot attributes that are being pulled to the person, that are being drawn to the person from the two elements, domem vetzomech, solid creations and growing creations. So it's sadness and its outcomes and bad desires and lusts and its outcomes. Because the righteous man of the generation is called a mother for the fact that he is nursing the people of Israel in the light of his Torah. And the Torah is called milk, like that it's written in Shira Shirim, honey and milk under your tongue. So we can see in sense that when the baby is in sadness and in laziness, when he sees his mother, he wakes up and rushing towards his mother, to his root. We can also see with our senses that when the baby is just like playing with nonsense, with empty things, even though that he has a great desire for that thing, even though when he sees his mother, he throws away all his desires behind his shoulders and pulling himself to his mother. So we can see that the bad attributes of those two elements, solid and growing, are being cancelled by looking at the face of the righteous one. And on that it's written in the Mishnah that we just read in Masechet Sukkah, that he's afraid of the thorns, that it's the aspect of growing things. Those are the physical obstacles. That is the aspect of solid ground and obstacles that are physical and quiet. And when they... And when the person finds himself with a torch of light, that is the great scholar that we mentioned before, that he is surrounded with the light of Torah, by him, the person will be saved from the bad attributes of the two elements, Domem and Tzomech. Still and quiet, solid, physical earthen um, element, and growing and then he is being saved from the thorns and from the obstacles the second aspect is charity that the person gives to a wise righteous scholar that by that he's being saved from bad attributes of the two elements chai and medaber live forms like animals and speaking forms like human beings that they are in the aspect of bad animal and villains that we mentioned in the Mishnah, that they and the bad attributes are empty things, dvarim betelim, like nonsense, that the person is wrapped in, surrounded with and by in his life, and arrogant and, it, and their outcomes. And by, because by, cancelled things like empty things, nonsense, and lashonara, bad words that a person is talking for no reason, poverty is coming. Like that it's written in Shemot, all the people died, that is poverty. And also in arrogance, they said in the Gemara Masechet Kiddushin, a sign for being arrogant and rude is poverty. 
And by giving charity, a person becomes rich. Like that our holy sages said on the verse, Im shlemim v'chen rabim v'chen nagozu v'avar v'initich v'lo a'anech. If a person gave the money for shlemim, like for if a person was complete in his uh, in his giving, like the word shlemim means complete and sounds also like shlamim that are the sacrifices. So if the person was giving and was generous to give and gave a lot and also plenty. So all the sins are being erased and removed. So by giving charity, you are being atoned. The sins are being removed and you're being cleansed and passed and go away. And the tortures that you suffered from in the past, Hashem is saying, I will not torture you anymore. And the holy sages understood about that and explained, he will not see signs of poverty anymore. So we see that after erasing the sins of the person, he's getting wealthy and rich. And because of that, because that the dawn, now it's the next part of the Mishnah, Rabbi Nachman is explaining, because that the dawn, the pillar of light is standing, the person is being saved from bad animal and villains. So the dawn is a hint for charity, like that it's written in Ishaya. If you will see a naked person and you will cover him, then your light will shine as the dawn. So we can see that by charity, a person is being saved from bad attributes of those two elements, live forms and talking creations, that they are in the aspect of bad animal and villains. The third aspect is when the person is confessing his confessions in front of the holy righteous scholar. Like we explained, that by that the holy righteous scholar is guiding him in a straight path according to the root of his soul. And on that it's written that if the person or when the person came to an intersection, to Parashat Drachim, and our holy sages said on that, that is the righteous scholar and the day of death. So you have, that is the intersection, the righteous man and the day of death. So by choosing the righteous man, you avoid the path of the day of death. And that is the aspect of confessing in front of a righteous scholar. The day of death is a hint on the confession. Like that our holy sages said in the Gemara Masechet Sanhedrin, Kol hamumatin mitvadin, all the ones that are about to die are confessing. And that is why it's called an intersection. Because the righteous scholar is explaining the path for the person according to his soul. And then he is being saved from all. He is teaching and guiding the person in an inner way how to choose the right path according to his own soul. Because before he confessed, even though that he was visiting the righteous scholar and he gave him money for charity, still he does not know which way he is walking in. Because there is a path that looks straight in front of the person, but its end is towards death. 
but when the person came to that intersection that is the righteous man and day of death and he is confessing in front of the righteous scholar so then he's being saved from all from all means from all the things that we mentioned earlier in that Mishnah that was brought in the Gemara, Masechet Sata. Section 9. And that is why every time that a person comes to meet the scholar that is wise and talking to him and expressing his heart to him, and that scholar is in the aspect of Moshe, means that this scholar is not only titled as a scholar, he's really a true, humble, and righteous man, that then he is in the aspect of nothingness, totally humble, like that it's written, that wisdom is um, being found from emptiness, from humility, from humble people. So by that you are included in infinity so by that that you are coming to speak with that humble person and you confess means you open your heart and you talk to him from this humble place of yours you are being included in infinity and that is the aspect of what it is written in the Zohar Kadosh Zarka Deizderikat Leatar Deitnetilat Mitaman when you throw something so you throw that thing back to the place where you took it from means that when a person is doing tshuva he's coming back to his root he's being thrown back to the place that he was taken from that you will bring back the kingship to infinity that you'll be able to crown hashem in an aspect of faith that will show the greatness of hashem all the way to infinity that is the will of all wills, that is the power of Hashem, that He is the inner will that is treasured within any one of Hashem's creation, creations, that plants inside of Him the passion and desire for life as He desire, as that particle of creation desires to live. Because the kingship is in the aspect of letters of speeches, Every letter and letter is dressed, is covering within it the will of Hashem Barach. That Hashem, the Creator, has a certain will, certain <clears throat> intention, and He's planting that intention into the letters that are combining and creating the creation. And Hashem has a will. The will of Hashem was that that letter will be in that shape, in that form, and another letter will have a different form, a different shape. So, we see that wheels, like the essence of every letter to express a certain nature that is treasured and printed in it, means the shapes and sizes and... Um, um, the way letters are, are written, they are the revealing of Hashem Barach's kingship. And all those wills means the pictures of the letters are being pulled from the will of infinity, from the endless will. That there is no picture to it, means there is no definition, there are no limitations that 
constrict the shapes into some format that is um, recognizable by us, that we can recognize, something that we can grasp. It's coming from a place of infinity, of the sea of all souls, from a place that is beyond physicality and shapes. And all the things and all the beings of the world, all the existent things in the world, they're all coming from letters, means from kingship. Because any kind of essence, any kind of being of existence in this world is because of the kingship that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted his kingship to be revealed in the world. And through that, by that will, he created the whole world from nothing to existence, from emptiness to fulfillment. And all the wills means all the shapes and all the essence means the aspect of kingship are receiving their life from the endless will, from the will of infinity. Like that our holy sages said in the Talmud Masechet Megillah, in any place that you find Hashem's greatness, means his kingship, means his will, there you can find his humility, means the endless will of the Maker. And that is the aspect of spreading and take, removing the physicality that the person, by including himself in a true righteous man and following his advice and confessing and opening his heart to him, he's being included in infinity by undress, removing from himself all aspects of physicality. And the person should nullify his being, like that it's written in the Zohar, that the moment Moshe Rabbeinu passed away was in Shabbat, in the time of Mincha, means afternoon. That then it's the time of the revealing of Rava de Ravin, will of all wills, that is in the aspect of the endless will, that all the wills are receiving their life from it. That is a moment in Shabbat afternoon, in the seventh day afternoon, that the will of the Creator is the strongest and He wants us with all His heart. And that's why we as believers can reach a very high level on Shabbat afternoon because a great time of goodwill is available for everyone so to try to connect ourselves in that time by singing by praying by learning torah by talking positive in a positive uh, way meditating we can achieve a great closeness to our maker and that is because that moshe nullified all his being like that it's written that moshe said and what are we and that's the explanation of the verse, oto bagai, that Hashem buried Moshe in the valley. A valley is in the aspect of Ein, of emptiness, because it's empty, it's, it's a valley, it's under. Like that it's written, kol every valley will rise. So as for now, it's not rising, it's in the bottom, it's low. In the land of Moab, that is the aspect of kingship. That King David came from Moab, like we know, that he was the grandson of Ruth HaMoavia, Ruth that came from Moab. And Moshe passed away in that time 
of the true strongest existence of infinity in the will of all wills in Rava de Ravin that is the aspect of the will of infinity that is dressed in wills in all desires and will of Hashem in the shapes of the letters in the aspect of kingship like that our sages said in any place that you can find his greatness means kingship aspect of will there you can find Ra'ava, will of infinity, humility. And that is why it's written, Mul Bet Peor, that Moshe was buried in the valley, in the land of Moab, in front of the house of Peor. Because our holy sages said, why the name of that idol was Peor? For the fact that he's opening his mouth. Hebrew, the na- names are not only names, like Peor. This is a problem when you try to translate Hebrew scripts to English, you are left with the name Peor. But in Hebrew, there is meaning to the word Peor. It's not only a name, Peor, of that idol. Also, Peor means opening his mouth. Poer piv, opening his mouth. So, Poer is like Peor. It sounds very similar, coming from the same root of the word. word. Same letters are building that word, those two words. So Peor, that idol, that Moshe was buried in front of it, named Peor for the fact that he's opening his mouth because when people are defecting the kingship, means not means denying the kingship of Hashem and trying to claim for their own kingship or idol's kingship, then that idol that is called Peor has the power to open his mouth in bad combinations. But Moshe that corrected the aspect of kingship, the Mida attribute of kingship, that he's crowning Hashem always on his life. By that, there was no power in the hand of Peor to open his mouth. And that's why it's written in the next part of the verse, Velo yada ish. No one knew the place of the burial of Moshe. Even Moshe did not know, because he nullified himself to infinity in such way that he lost all connection to the place itself and that was all in his death but for sure also in his life he had that spiritual um, high level of removing physicality taking off physicality from himself and he was gluing himself to the light of infinity but to undress the physicality from him was in the aspect of the holy animals are running back and forth so he was achieving the light of infinity and coming back to his physicality achieving the light of infinity and coming back to a world of constrictions that's how it was with Moshe during his lifetime but when he passed away so he became one with Hashem in complete nullification because the Kadosh Baruch Hu, he wants our work like that it's written you desired praises from earthen um, pieces of, of 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 earth from ones that are made out of material and for that the person needs not and for that the person is not able to stay in that spiritual level of being totally naked from all kinds of physicality 
and he needs to go in that aspect of the holy animals that are running back and forth, achieving and losing, achieving and losing, climbing and going down. Until the time that HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself will come and take the soul of the person. That over there, there is only an uplifting that is not attached to physicality anymore. And that's why we see that sometimes a person is being very excited and, and, and thrilled inside of prayer. And he's saying few words in great enthusiasm, in great compassion. This is because of the compassion of Hashem on him. That light of infinity opened for him and shined to him. And when that person sees that shine, even, go, even though that he himself cannot recognize that light, his soul can see that. And immediately his soul is very excited for great attachment to Hashem, to glue himself in the light of infinity, and equal to the amount of the revealing of light of infinity, corresponding to the number of words that were open and shine for him, all those words he will say in great attachment and with all his power and with nullifying all his powers to the will of Hashem. And in the time that he nullifies himself to infinity, then he is in the aspect of Veloya Daish, that no one knew, even Moshe didn't know where he was buried that even he himself does not know his level that he's holding. But that aspect must be in the way that we explained before, that is back and forth, that his being will continue to exist. So now we understand that when he is in the aspect of coming back from the rising, then he needs to show to his wisdom as well, means he needs to affect his status, his current situation with the illumination that he experienced when he was rising to spiritual highly places. Because in the beginning, in the time of his attachment to Hashem, his wisdom was nullified to Hashem. He threw himself, like that it's written, that no one knew. But when he's coming back, that he's coming back to his being, coming back to his mind, then when he comes back to his mind, then he knows the unity of infinity and his goodness. And then for him, there is no dividing between the name of Hashem that is written in Yudke Vavke, that is the name of that, that is representing kindness, to the name of Hashem that is written in Elohim, that is a name that represents judgments, between the attribute of judgments to the attribute of kindness. Because in infinity, there is no change of will, God forbid, because all the changes are only in the changes of the shapes and colors and forms, but by the attachment of the person in infinity, that over there there is no change of will, because over there there is only simple will, only one will of our Maker. So therefore the person is enjoying this shine in a great light and then when he's coming back from his rising from this illumination that he felt so the light is imprinting the unity of Hashem that he experienced in the person new place that he is at means that when he's coming back to his wisdom to his knowledge like that we explained that when he nullifies himself he is 
losing his awareness and everything becomes equal for him and he's one with the unity and he does not see a difference between mercy and judgments. But when he's coming back, so that light of nullification to Hashem and great unity that he experienced is imprinting itself into his current situation where he is back to his knowledge, back to his understandings, and then the light of infinity that brings and delivers great illumination is changing and uplifting his da'at, his wisdom, to expand and to understand greater understandings, even though he is back in the aspect of physicality. And then the marks are showing to the wisdom that he will know that it's all good and it's all one. And that's what Moshe said to his generation, You're supposed to know that Hashem is God. And it's written while using the word Horeta. You were guided. It means you were shown. You were able to see. Because Moshe is in the aspect of nothingness, complete, not completely nullified to Hashem. And his generation that are attached to him, they were meant to know, they were supposed to know, means they were supposed to shine to the wisdom in the aspect of infinity, in the aspect of will of all will, in the aspect of the verse Adonai, who Elohim Hashem, he is God. Thank you. Shalom Aleichem. Bezat Hashem, we shall continue Torah Dalet number four in Likutei Moran. Here we're going to read an explanation of Rabbi Nachman of Breslev to a very mysterious, hidden in, uh, in many ways, um, words of Torah of the sage Rabba Barbar Khana and an explanation by the Rashbam on those holy words of Rabba Barbar Khana. Rabba Barbar Khana said, that's the explanation of what he said. Zimna Chada, one time, Hava Ka'azlinan Besfinta. I, we were like uh, sailing a boat. Vechazinan, and we saw, Hahu Kavra, that fish. Deyatvale Achlatina Beusye, that sat inside of his nostril, in his nose, a, a tiny bug, a tiny, um, um, cockroach of the sea, like a certain worm or something like that. Ve'idchuhu maya, and he died. And water rejected him, kicked him like the water usually kicked out every dead thing out of the sea. Ve'shadyuhu <clears throat> leguda, and rejected it, the fish, out to the shore. Ve'charuv mine, and because of his size has been destroyed by him shitin mechoze 60 cities ve'achalu mine shitin mechoze and other 60 areas cities um, ate from its flesh umlachu mine shitin mechoze and 60 other cities came because they live far away, they were not able to take the fresh fish, the fresh meat from the fish. So they put it into salt and preserved it. And 60 different cities were eating from that 
um, salted fish. Umelau mechad galgala deena tlat meagar vemishcha. And from one of his eyeballs, they took out 300 um, piles, buckets, barrels of oil. And when we came back to that place after 12 months, we saw that they were cutting, chopping from its bones, beams of wood, to build, beams of bones, to build the city that was uh, destroyed. And they took it to build those 60 cities that were destroyed. The Rashbam is explaining the word kavra, dug, a fish. Achlatina, sheretz katan, a small bug. Beusye, in his nostrils, bin chirav shel dag, nichnas sheretz. That tiny animal came into the nostrils of the fish and killed it. Vidchu maya, hidichu hamayim vishlichu layabasha. The water rejected the dead fish and thrown it to the dry land, like the sea, that cannot stand any dead thing. That the water rejected, thrown him out on 60 cities, and he broke all of them. That he was so big, so large, and 60 cities were eating from it while it was still fresh and moist. Different cities that were far away from there put salt on it and carry the flesh, the meat, to their place. From the sphere of his eye. They took oil, 300 buckets. Havam Nasre, they were cutting um, with a sore. Um, live not to build Me'atzmot Adag from the bones of the fish. Otan Mechoze, Sheipil, those cities that he broke. Okay, so that is the saying of Rabba Barbachana. Of course, that we know that there are great depths to that story and it's not a simple um, tale describing history of what happened. We're, I'm absolutely sure that there is a highly message in it. And that was an ancient way to speak Kabbalah. Back then, secrets of Torah were not um, easily pronounced out loud. Um, and the real true righteous ones were hiding them in hints and were telling stories that would cover the secret and will reveal its essence to the ones who are qualified to understand it. Now Rabbi Nachman of Breslev is explaining the Torah that he gave us, Torah 4 in Likutei Moran, based on that saying of Rabbi Barbarchana. Explanation. Sfina about Leshon Chashivut means importance. Why? Bechinat Malchut. Because it's in the aspect of kingship. Because Rabbi Barbarchana investigated in his own mind about the kingship, how the children of Israel are elevating it. Why the word sfina, a boat, means importance? Because of the word safun. Safun means hidden. And safun is like the word sfina. 
in a ship, you hide, you treasure things. The Hebrew language is a very, very, very deep and wise and and rich language, and every letter, every word has such a deep meaning. This is why when people want to learn Torah, wants to learn the Bible, there is no way really to get into um, the truth of it without understanding the holy uh, concepts of the holy language, because a boat is not only a boat, it's also the letters that compose the word boat, and then you can understand so many other meanings and depths in that word. So the word safun, that is like sfina, that is a boat, um, means hidden, treasured, like the boat that treasures the sailors in it. And therefore, it represents the aspect of kingship, of importance. And we saw that fish, Israel, the people of Israel, are being called in the name fish, like that it's written on the blessing, in the blessing that Hashem is blessing and the people of Israel, and they will multiply as fish in the land um, on earth. That is an aspect of the prayer of the people of Israel, like that it's written in Ishaya. My prayer will stand for you. That the word stand means will keep is being used here as well in a very deep way um, in a word that represents the nose. From the word chotem. Chotem means the nose. So the prayers are rising from the nose means that there is an aspect of breathing while praying a patience a believer he has patience he has faith so he's breathing he's able to function and he's not rushed and he's not stressed up he doesn't have anger um, in his nose he is breathing and relaxed but here we're talking about that fish that a certain small animal a bug means a contaminated thing mixed into the prayer and the holy work of that Israeli person and confused him. And the Israeli person was not able to work his work in an innocent way. He was not able to keep on serving Hashem properly. What that person did, he did those three things that we were talking about in the beginning of the Torah connecting himself to the righteous men, giving charity, and confessing in front of Hashem. And now Rabbeinu, Rabbi Nachman of Breslev is keep on explaining this wonderful Torah. Continuing to explain the words of Rabbi Nachman of Breslev on this wonderful saying of Rabbi Bar Barchana in Torah Dalet Likutei Moran, and that's the explanation. Umeta v'idchuhu maya v'shadyuhu leguda. So the fish died, and the waves, the water, rejected it to the shore. And he mentioned those three aspects from top to bottom. It died. That is the aspect of confession. Like that our sages said, all the ones that are about to be executed, to die, are confessing. So we see that confession is an aspect of death. Vidhu maya, and water rejected it. That's the aspect of charity. Like that it's written, Send your bread upon the water waves. And it's written, 
written in Ishaya, Ashrechem, Zor'eh al kol ma'im, praiseworthy are you, happy are you, who seeds, who plants on any kind of water, means that giving their charity and sending that charity on the waves of the water. Veshadyuhu leguda, Hatzadik, the righteous man, is called guda, leshon gader, like the word fence, that he is fencing, protecting the holes in the camp of the people of Israel, protecting them. So we can see here that he was that righteous man, probably Rabbi Bar Barchana himself, connecting himself to the righteous man of his generation through those three aspects. That by that death means the confession that we spoke about. He raised the kingship from between the Sitra Achra, the foreign side, the dark side. And the righteous men guide him to walk in the path of truth, in the straight way. Like that it's written in the Haftara of Bereshit, in the portion of, uh, from the prophet in, Isaiah, in Isaiah, that we're saying, reading, in the time we read Parashat Bereshit, Achariv Harim, I will destroy mountain, Vegvaot, and, 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 um, and hills. It's a hint on the destruction of the kingship of the foreign um, idols, worshippers, kingships. And I walked blind people in a path they did not know. That is the aspect of the righteous man that was guiding him in a path of truth, in a straight path, in the aspect of intersection that we mentioned before. And those 60 cities is a hint on the elevation of holy kingship, like that it's written in it, about it, in Shir Hashirim, Shishim Hema Melachot. There are 60 kingships. And from it, 60 cities were eating. It's a hint on two bad attributes of live and talking. That by it, poverty is coming. And by giving charity, you're correcting them and pulling bounty. And that is why that it's written, they ate from it. And 60 mechoza, cities, is a hint on the aspect of 60 heroes, that from there the money is coming, the income is coming. Like that our sages said, Gvurot Gshamim, powers are coming with the rain. And they put 60 cities, put the salt on the fish and carry it to their places that are further away. That's a hint on the second, on the correction of this, of the two attrib bad attributes. That is a hint on the correction of two bad attributes of domem, those are physical standing things, tzomeach, and growing things, by coming closer to the righteous man, because the righteous man is the covenant of salt, eternal covenant of salt in the world. And he brings the taste into anything alive. Also, sadness and bad lusts are coming from thick blood. And by salt, you reject the bad blood out of the body. And 60 cities is a hint on 60 letters that are in the blessing of Kohanim, of the servants, that they are all in the hand of the tzaddik, of the righteous man. Like that it's written in Mishlei, Brachot lerosh tzaddik, blessings to the head of the righteous man. 
ומלאום אחד גלגל הדאין התלת מהגר ומשחה, and they filled from one eye sphere, eyeball of the fish, 300 um, buckets of oil. גר ומשחה, it's an aspect of the knowledge, of wisdom, because oil is in the aspect of משחת קודש, the oil that is holy, that was, um, that was put on the head of uh, the Mashiach, of the king of the people of Israel. That is an aspect of wisdom, of mind. They were qualifying him, the righteous man, the leader, to greater wisdom. And 300 is in the aspect of Moshe, that he is the aspect of what that the righteous man is minimizing himself in the aspect of Ma, being what? Asking. Who am I and what am I? In three aspects, you should minimize yourself, like that it's written. Al yithalel chacham gibor v'ashir. A wise person, a hero, and a wealthy person should not praise himself. We find that in those three, there are three aspects that he becomes ma in them. He becomes what am I in those three aspects. When he is finding himself wise, he is humble in his wisdom and asks himself, who am I to think that I'm wise? When he's a hero, he's asking himself the same thing. Who am I to think that I'm a hero? Wealthy and rich, who am I? I'm nothing. Only Hashem is the source of blessing. And by that, he is undressing his physicality and attach himself in the light of infinity. That there is no change of will over there, just Adonai Hu HaElohim, only Hashem, He is our God. Means that all you experience over there is that Hashem is all good and beneficial to others. And that is the aspect of one eye sphere, like that it's written in the Idra Rabba, the Zohar Kadosh, Ulzimna De'ati Ishtekach Be'einacha Derachame, in the time that will come, there will be found only one eye of mercifulness, of kindness that will watch on the people of Israel. That's the aspect of all good and doing good for others that we mentioned. The supervision will become good on the people of Israel, on the people of the world. We find, find that when the righteous man is humbling himself to become what? In the aspect of nothing, he is attaching himself to one eye of mercy, means to infinity. And then when he comes back in the aspect of Ratzovashov, running back and forth, then he's pulling from the light of infinity the unity of the simple will that is called Derech Ha the path of being what am I of him, of that righteous man, righteous man of his. And from the word Ma, and from the word what, mea is becoming. From ma becomes mea. What's ma? Ma is what. And what is mea? Mea is 100. So from every time the righteous man makes himself what, he makes it in the aspect of 100. So if we had three aspects, ashir, gibor, vechacham, wealthy, wise, and a hero, so in each and every one of those aspects, he becomes humble in the aspect of 100. Hebrew is a deep language, like I told you before. 
So the aspect of Moshe, he is in the aspect of 300, like we explained. And he's pulling the, that light to his own knowledge and wisdom. Those are the aspects of Garve Mishcha, the buckets of oil, that is in the aspect of mind, like we mentioned. Ladat, you shown the wisdom that you pulled the light of infinity to the wisdom that you and your surroundings will know the unity that Adonai Hu Elohim, that Hashem is our God. And you shall bless Hatov Hametiv, the good and doing making good things for others on everything like that it will be in the future to come. Shalom Alechem. We're going to explain the last part in the Likute Moran Torah Dalet, fourth Torah. Ki Hadran, when we came back, Ve'atan Levatar Tresar Yarcheshata, and we came back after 12 months, Ve'kachazinan, and we saw, De'havim Nasre Megarmaihu Lebinyana Hanech Mechoza, that they were cutting and chopping the bones of the gigantic fish to build those cities that he broke. Because behind the holiness, that the holiness is the 12 tribes of Israel, that by them the kingship is being corrected, behind them is the Tum'ah, the contamination. And there are people who are coming out of the holy zone of purity. And that is what the, the sage told us. That when he came back to look at those ones, that they are behind the 12 tribes. That they are behind the 12 holy tribes. That they came out of the general public of the people of Israel because of their bad actions. And I saw that they were cutting their own bones means that because of their bad actions that are imprinted on their bones, and that imprinting is crossing from one side to the other, like a saw that is sawing, um, sawing the bone itself, cutting the bone. But by that, that the Israeli person woke up to do tshuva because of that small, tiny bug that came to his nostril, by that that he felt small impurity that was confusing him by his tshuva that he confessed to Hashem that he did good things by that he caused that also those evil people that fell from holiness they became a throne to holiness they became a seat for purity and they are becoming a building for those cities that were broke that they're also supporting and helping the true servants of Hashem, to build those cities. And that's the explanation of what that is written in the verse, I am Hashem your God. The explanation is, also in the aspect of Hashem that is written in Yud Kei that is in the aspect of kindness, and also in the aspect of Elohecha, that is Hashem that is written in Aleph Lamed, Hey Yud Mem, that is in the aspect of judgments, you should understand that all of that is Anochi, is me. Hashem is revealing to us that He is also the source of kindness, that He, the source of kindness, is also the source of judgments. He is also the one to judge. Means that you should keep Badonai Alel Davar, Beloim Alel Davar. I'm going to praise Hashem in times of kindness, I'm going to praise Hashem in times of trials. 
means that it's all good and Hashem is doing only good for everyone. That I took you out of the land of Egypt, like that it's written in the Midrash, that all the exiles are being called after the name of the exile of Egypt. Because they're all narrowing for the people of Israel. The word Mitzrayim, that means Egypt in Hebrew, is similar in writing to the word Metzarim. Mitzrayim, Metzarim. Metzarim is narrow sides that are making the path narrow. Those are sides that are closing on a person. So Mitzrayim are in the a good example, an aspect of all kinds of narrowing things to the people of Israel. Means that by that, that the righteous man um, is standing by you, when you're bringing yourself close to a righteous man, by that, their kingship, the kingship of the Egyptians, of all the ones who are causing the exile, and the authority of all the idols worshippers, is being cancelled. Because by that, the holy kingship is rising from them, from within them. Mibet Avadim, from the house of slaves, that's a hint on the cancelling of the bad attributes of all four um, foundations, um, all four aspects of creation um, that are being called in the aspect of slaves. Of course, we're talking about um, water, soil, earth, um, fire, and air. All those four um, materials, um, essence that Hashem used to create everything in creation while using them, they're under the sphere of the moon, means under the control of the moon. And the moon is being called in the name of a slave, like that it's written in the Zohar, Akadosh. Avdi. Here my slave will get wiser. Da Sihara, that is the moon. An explanation is that by the righteous man, that he is in the aspect of the moon, the kingship is rising from between the Sitra Achra and being cancelled all the bad attributes. And by that, the person is coming to that aspect of life in the world to come. In the aspect of I'm going to praise Hashem for His kindness and the good things, and of course on judgments and trials as well. Here we finished with great blessing, the fourth Torah in Likutei Moran. This is Dror Moshe Kasuta. Glad you've been listening. The Amuna Project is a non-profit dedicated to producing faith-based media like this podcast. To support our work and to see all our activities, books, and services, visit emuna.com. That's E-M-U-N-A-H dot com. You can also connect with me on social media at Rav Dror for posts and updates. Chazaku Baruch, strength and blessing.